Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We have live LSU baseball on the tube. So live LSU baseball on a Monday, I might add. On a Monday, LSU is leading Southern 9-2. It was a great play by that kid from Southern just now. Oh, wait, he missed it. Never mind. But I like the throwback unis. Let me know in the comments, guys, as we get started on this show. Let me know if you like the throwback jerseys. I got me a throwback hat on right now. If guys are listening to the podcast, you can't see it. You need to go on the show and see. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as that's on the ticker on the bottom as K Doty hits an absolute bomb out to right center field. The center. Oh! The center fielder almost catches it, bounces off the wall. K. Doty's going to make his way around third for a stand-up triple. That ball was almost out of here. What a blast by K. Doty. Uh, but do you like the throwback unis? Look, Steven, uh, Stan Polkey even said, hat game is fire right now with the old throwback LSU Tigers. I like the new hat game. We got big things rolling around here with AYS and the hat game. Them throwback jerseys are nice, bro. I like, I'm going to be honest, I like Southerns too, man. I like Southerns too. All right, so we got a lot to get into tonight. We're going to recap the draft for the LSU Tigers and the Saints. I know that I said some very controversial stuff um, this past Saturday. <laughs> it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, as we talked about the live baseball coverage, LSU football recruiting. LSU might, are they going to fill that last spot as Major Burns, the former Louisiana safety, is in the transfer portal? Uh, we'll talk about that as well. But before we get started, guys, we're going to get to your comments and we're going to pay some bills around here. Danny Krantz, our good friend Danny, says, uh, let's go. We are live. 
Kenny says he's watching. Stan Polky says, let's go. Craig Schilling says, and we are live, as Bruce Buffer would say. Did Stanley Polky send us some stars via the Facebook? Stanley, did you just send a boy 150 stars on the Facebook? We appreciate that, my brother. Every time you guys send us some stars, it helps us continue to grow the podcast. We got some big news coming for the summer. We're going to be doing some live on locations. I'm so fired up for some live on locations. Uh, from some great restaurants. Look, you know, a lot of people go to Baton Rouge uh, for these live on locations. I'm thinking we're going to do a little bit of something different. I think we're going to we're going to make our our way around the North Shore. How about that? So if you know somebody that that has a uh, a restaurant in the North Shore, let me know. Let a player know. Uh, Kenny says I'm predicting Paul Maneri to retire at the end of the season. Well, we've been talking about that for the last two weeks. I know somebody, some people put it out there this week. Um, but we've been talking about that for two weeks. We even said that Kevin O'Sullivan was the lead name for that um, two weeks ago. Um, a couple more comments, and we got to pay some bills. Uh, David says, love the throwback unis. I do, too. I kind of want to go on, like, Nike's website and buy one. But I don't know if they have it in extra husky sec- or sexy husky, which is the, the size that I wear. It's called SH Sexy Husky. You know, like... I'm a big fella. Like, look at these traps right here. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Jacob Cole says, is there any update on the final spot available for the 2020 football class? Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some LSU football recruiting uh, as we get underway. All right. Let's do this. Is There's going to be a pop fly out to the second baseman. There'll be two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Runner still on third for LSU. Let's do this. Let's pay some bills. And then we'll continue to get your comments and we'll continue to talk as we always do here on this Monday as we answer your questions and Tuesdays. Really, we answer your questions every damn day. But we'll get to that. But none better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your dinner springs in Baton Rouge here for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sits you on by. And our good friend, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. And tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino sent you by. If you want the best looking yard in your neighborhood, you're going to call Richie Roche today. Again, 225-937-7220. Tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, so as a pass ball, K. Doty is going to score. So now it'll be 10-2 Tigers. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of baseball as LSU. You know, it was funny, and I know a lot of people a lot of people are writing this team off, and I get it. I mean, it hasn't looked good. Uh, Paul Maneri's bullpen uh, has not looked good. His decisions have not looked good. Sunday night, I'm going to call it the Mulkey Mania. If you haven't seen on our YouTube or on our Twitter uh, Mulky Mania is what we're calling it now. Mulky Mania. She goes out and throws the first pitch, and they beat the number one team in the country. So let's see if this vibe continues to go on uh, with this. I think that the, I, I like. Look, I think that this team is only. I think that they could do some good things. I think they'll get into the, in, in the tourney. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Shane says, "I love the throwbacks. I do too. I do too." I mean, and look, I like this the Southern throwbacks too. Those are clean, man. 
Those unis are clean. And I and look, I don't really like coming on here talking about unis, but man, when I see some fresh fit as we're wearing some fresh gear on the AYS, we're going to talk about it. Ryan Thibodeau says, oh, and we are live. I'm out of Rudy Poo Facebook uh, correctional facility. You know what I'm watching right now? I got uh, I got Hulu. I'm not a big like show watcher. Um, I started watching this show, and I'm sure you guys know about 60 Days In. Made me think of a correctional facility. Crazy, bro. Crazy. <laughs> They're shanking people. They're smoking dope in jail. It's ridiculous. Uh, Jacob Cole says definitely lo- uh, like the hats. Yeah, I like them too. I like the I like these throwback. Stanley Polky says these throwback jerseys are the are are our best right next to the pinstripes. We wear uh, where we need to put them. I can't read right now in the week room rotation. I love the pinstripes. I absolutely love the pinstripes and I love the throwbacks. I hate that they only wear them one time a year. I hate that. I lo- the pinstripes, I think that they should wear the pinstripes on Fridays myself. I mean, that's just me. That is just me. Um, Shannon Williams, every time you guys send us stars on Facebook, we are going to put it up there. Shannon Williams and my mother sent us some stars via the Facebook. We appreciate you guys every time you send us some stars on the book. Um, Kenny Russell says, why did the staff let Major Burns go? Kenny, I'm gonna. I think you're asking why did LSU staff let Major Burns go? This is what we talked about so much uh, as it runs on first, and it looks like Bianco is gonna ground out. Nope, that ball is gonna get uh, foul. Um, we talk about this at nauseum, right? Meaning, and I know that I've talked about it, and I know that I've been in the minority, but I have been at times very pro player, okay, and have taken heat from that, which is fine. I expect it. What I'm not going to do is is that Major Burns was a guy that was committed to LSU for a long time. Now, LSU thought in 2019 or, yeah, 2019 that they could get a couple of guys. Jermaine Burton, the kid that went to Maryland. I forget his name. Uh, uh, Jer- uh, Raheem, uh, Raheem Jarrett, wasn't it? Um, the five-star wide receiver that went to Maryland. They felt that they can get a lot of these guys. And it backfired on their ass. And they let Major Burns walk. Major Burns then commits to Georgia. Now he's in the portal. The one that that's what I talk about in reference to LSU will cut guys loose, right? Like they will always cut guys loose if it's going to be good for their narrative. If it's going to be not merely narrative, but if it's going to be good for their program. So we won't trash LSU or get mad at LSU for going and getting a better recruit. The funny thing about that is, is if you go back and look at the ESPN 247 and Rivals rankings from 2017 and go look at that top 10 that all of those all of those services had. Dylan Moses didn't get drafted. Marvin Wilson didn't get drafted. None of those guys in the top 10 got drafted. And so we get so bent out of shape. Two, four, and this isn't a shot at 247. I think that what they do is really good. I mean, going and seeing all those kids, rivals included. But the top 10 in 2017 did went undrafted. Undrafted. You're having 10 guys that are five-star individuals that went undrafted. And you're saying that these guys are going to be perennial all-pro players when they get into the into their conferences, into the NCAA, and then they're going to go and be first-round picks in the uh, in the NFL draft, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. 
So we're we're prone to cutting guys loose and cutting people loose for for our team. But Major Burns, who's now in the transfer portal, which I would assume LSU might have a, a I don't want to say burned bridge there. Uh, I don't think that they have a necessarily burned bridge. Um, but, you know, I think that LSU even thought that they can get the Birch kid from South Carolina. You remember when Birch came down here? Everybody, you know, people were breaking all oh, Birches down here. We don't get Birch. And that's how it tends to happen with LSU. Don't cut. And, and look, to Ed Orgeron's credit, as, as uh, what did Bianco get out there on my rant? Uh, so, would it be top top of the eighth? Um, but Ed has, I think, has learned his lesson. You got to keep these Louisiana kids. Cut somebody else. And here's another thing. Alabama has been so good. And I I know you guys hate talking about this, but I got to bring it up. Where they have separated themselves is getting guys to uh, 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 blue-shirted and gray-shirted. So a guy that might be a three-star who could you could develop to be a NFL guy, you let blue-shirt. And the, basically what a blue-shirt uh, shirt ha- is is that guys are on scholarship. You can put them on scholarship. It doesn't go against the 25. He doesn't play his entire first year. And then the next year, it's just like he's a scholarship player. Alabama's getting away with that. They're, it's like getting away with murder. If I was a three, and this is me, if I was a three-star athlete, or really any kind of star athlete, and LSU told me that they thought I needed to develop a little bit more, but I can be on scholarship and be on my team and work my way up, you best believe that my big Rudy Pooh self is going to be on LSU's team on scholarship. And Alabama has done that. This is not an Alabama pump-up show. I hate Alabama. I hope all of them get explosive diarrhea when they play LSU. I don't care about them. I really don't. But that's we have to be realistic and to say that that's one good thing that they've done. That's one good thing that they've done. So I don't know if we've burned the bridge. I'm seeing some comments. Uh, Marvin says we had Birch. Stanley Polky says here, the LSU staff thought that we could go, uh, that we could get Birch and needed the spot. There you go. I mean, that's another point, just like we talked about. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, that bridge is not burned. I will tell you this. I've done some digging on this uh, major burn situation. It does seem like the kid wants to go home. It would be a good pickup for LSU. However, I don't know... I, what I don't know is is that even though you have the one-time transfer rule, can you transfer in conference and be able to play the following year? That's what I don't know. Uh, I would take him right now. I would take him right now, and I'd put him, you know, let him fight it out with Jordan Tolles. Again, I don't mean this in a negative way to this kid, but I don't think Todd Harris is good enough to see the field. We've seen Todd Harris for three years. One year he got hurt. I don't know that he, he's not better than Jay Ward. I don't think he's going to be Jordan Tolles as LSU gives up a walk. So Southern will have a runner on first. Um, he's a kid that can give you depth. He's a kid that you can add. And safety is always in need. Look, Sage Ryan is a freshman. A lot, And, and don't get me started on this um, uh, day one starter stuff. You guys who've listened to me for a while know how I feel about this day one starter stuff. Um, I'm just going to leave it there. But Major Burns is a guy that I think that they should, because it's a need and he's a Louisiana kid, you could use that spot on. Hopefully that bridge is not burned. Again, 
I don't know how this transfer portal is going to work in conference uh, in this one-time transfer rule, but I definitely look into it. And look, LSU's got a connection with him. Let's see. David says, "When can? Uh, how can Bama take Jameson Williams, a wide receiver, uh, from Ohio State when they already have 27 signed? That's my point. Okay, so I didn't even see this question. Here's my point. Um, they get kids and they convince kids. And we had Kevin Hagan on who... I'm going to only say this as clearly as I can without exposing my, my guy here, but there is not an individual that is closer to L, the Alabama's program than Kevin Hagan, and he told us on recruiting trips they're convincing kids to take blue shirt and gray shirts because it doesn't go against the 25 and they can sign 27, 28 guys. It's basically, it's almost basically like Bear Bryant getting away with a kid getting a full-ride swimming scholarship, but he's playing football too. The kid's never going to swim, right? Like, he's never going to swim a day in his life. He's not Michael Phelps. The kid can't swim. He's probably got to wear floaties. I mean, you got Forrest Gump out there wearing floaties on a full scholarship playing football for Bear Bryant. Forrest Gump wearing his floaties. Wait, Forrest Gump could swim. He was a shrimp boat captain. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> uh, Josh says, go Tigers. Brian says, we are live. John says, Blake, I got engaged this past weekend. Congratulations, John. Everybody give John a round of applause and a thumbs up in the comments. Congratulations. But he does says, I'm trying to convert a dog fan into a Tiger fan. Let's go. Uh, good luck. John, I'm gonna, I've been married for a little while now. If you, as you can see from this ring. Um, although my wife is an LSU fan, um, I'm going to tell you this. It might be good that she's a dog fan. It keeps the rivalry going. Like, you can make bets, right? Like, you can make, hey, if LSU wins, uh, you got to rub my feet. Or uh, if LSU wins, or if Georgia wins, i got to buy you a massage. By the way, Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. Buy your mama's a damn massage. Get your mama a gift. She birthed you. Okay? She birthed you. Get your mama a gift. Don't be telling, you know, tell your mommy you love her from AYS. <laughs> uh, Brandon Reese says, hashtag ask Blake, which football coach has the most approved over the next two or three years? I say Kirby. He keeps bringing in all the top five classes, but no titles, and he shows for it. Um, yeah, Kirby. Kirby's won. Um, I mean, Ed's up there. I mean, but it was just so weird. Which is so weird. A guy that orchestrated the best college football team of all time in 2019. Uh, Clay Helton is another guy. Um, Dan Mullen, I feel, is a guy. Um, is we're going to have a pitch and change with a runner on second, two outs in the top or yeah, top of the eighth. Um, I mean, look, it takes guys a long time to uh, win national titles. I mean, look, Ed was in his seventh year as a head coach total. Before he won a title, it took Saban a long time before he won a title. Now, it only took him three years. But remember, he was in Michigan State beforehand, but it took him years to be a head coach before he won a title. Uh, Les Miles, it took him some years. I mean, look, it's not just – and this is Kirby's first stop at being a head coach. And in year two, he got to a, got to a natty. And this has been a problem for Georgia for a long time. I mean, they had Mark Rick who couldn't get him over the hump. So we'll see. 
Justin says, seeing you, uh, seeing you was at the depot this weekend. Need to try the barbecue station. Yeah, I'll call Marshall. We were at the depot. We're going to go live on locations from the depot. We're going to throw some host parties at the depot. All you crazy LSU fans and AYS fans, you're going to come to the depot. We're going to pound some wings. We're going to pound some drinks. And at the end of the game, we're going to go live. And after an LSU win, I'm going to say, hold that tiger. And then all of you going to stand up and scream. Uh, Craig Schilling says I love the scroll bar at the bottom of the live feed breaking news y'all like that which reminds me go subscribe to our YouTube channel okay if you're already subscribed get a friend that you know to subscribe to our channel we'll put your name in a drawing and at the end of the month we'll take the drawing okay and then we'll go that way. But you guys need to go get your friends, get your mama. Hey, it's Mother's Day's weekend. Get everybody to subscribe. And every time you get somebody to subscribe, your name, you know, every time your name goes into the bucket, okay, then we'll pull and you can win a hundred dollar gift card. It's that simple. It's that simple. Uh Wesley Nettles says, Why do you think uh what do you think about Ryan Clark saying opting out hurt players in the draft? I think it's I think it's laughable. And I took a, again, Sunday when I posted that video, I took an absolute beating on social media uh, behind it. But people missed the bigger picture. I mean, look, Ryan Clark, I think it's so crazy that Ryan Clark is saying for guys, you know, guys should have opted out during the middle of the season. Like guys like Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall goes out and works out with Mo Wells and, and Ryan Clark, his train at their training facility. And, then, you know, there's some things that I hear. Wink, wink, hint, hint. That they're telling Terrence Marshall that he's going to be in the first round. He falls to the to the 59th pick in the NFL draft. Oh, Blake, it was because he was hurt. No, Jalen Smith from Notre Dame was hurt. The kid obliterated his knee and got drafted in the second round, the top of the second round. Don't give me this hurt bullshit. Don't give me that. Blake, you should be your pro player, but you're saying for kids out there. How many times have I come on this show and been so pro player? Guys, I don't care if you opt out in the bowl game, but when you have a track record of being injured, like Terrace Marshall does, didn't play as a senior, got hurt as a freshman, got hurt as a sophomore, didn't play a full year as a junior, an NFL team is going to look at that and say, there comes some risk with that. Don't tell kids to opt out so that you can fill your pockets, your dirty pockets, because you want to train them Tell them they're going to get in the first round and you don't do shit for the kid. That's Rudy Poo. TJ says, hashtag ask Blake. I hate to keep beating the drum. I don't have any news on Eric Gilbert right now, guys. I just don't. I just don't. No, I, I uh, <laughs> as my mom says, uh, she likes me telling y'all to go buy your mama's gifts. Uh, Chili Vic. What's up, Vic? He says, Bama still has another spot open, also according to them, and looking for that five-star DT from Washington. Again, they're going to get. They're going to convince kids. They're going to convince kids to blue shirt and gray shirt. It is what it is, dude. Take advantage what you can take advantage of. If there's a three-star kid in Louisiana that you can take and convince to blue shirt, let him do it. Like, let him do it. 
Mike Bazile, our financial of AYS, says, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> uh, I am drinking apple juice. Marvin Mackey asks, apple juice, man. I got If you can tell, I got a little nasal uh, congestion. A little nasal congestion. Nope, no liquor on a Monday. No liquor on the Monday. Marvin says, Blake, I'm calling it Langwa gonna make a name for himself. Yeah, I like Matthew Langwa. Oh, these are the claps for uh, your boy getting gay. Be be careful, my boy Mike Bazile. Hey, man, this dude's killing the game right now. And our financial advisor, our financial advisor, he's killing the game right now. Dude's just lurping everybody, bro. Just lurp, 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 lurp. Just lurping everybody. Uh, Mark says, my wife converted to LSU, but then again, she was an Auburn fan, which made it easy. That's true. I, I like that, Mark. I like that. You know, my brother was not successful in that uh, as well. You know, I'm still kind of thinking about this. Uh, I'm still kind of thinking about this Terrace Marshall thing. And again, I'm using, as I mentioned Saturday, I'm, I'm using Terrace Marshall as a scapegoat here. Uh, but Tyler Shelvin's another guy. Kerry Vincent's another guy. People said Jacoby Stevens was a second-round pick in 2019. No, he wasn't. He was nowhere close to being in the second round. That's why he came back. The kid's not going to be a second-round pick. I mean, he was not going to be a second-round pick. I mean, the, the national championship showed you that. The, they, I forget who did it. It said 83 players that opted out wound up hurting their draft status, where 200 kids that played wound up coming in and, and helping their draft status by playing last season. Pete Warner, who the Saints drafted in the second round, is a big example of that. A guy that was the sixth round. Guys, do we not forget what happened with Joe Burrow in 2019? The guy went from a seventh round pick at at, at sixth round pick at greatest and went to the number one overall pick. Guys, playing on the field matters to these kids. It's not about what happens at LSU. You want to opt out of the of the Cheese It Bowl? You want to opt out of the Rudy Poo Bowl? You want to opt out of the Alamo Bowl where they making you eat tacos every day? If you want to, you know, which I I love tacos. I'm a big Mexican food eater. Like I'll eat tacos every day of my life. I love you know, huge Mexican food eater. I'll eat Mexican food every day of my life. Um, that's probably like my my biggest food thing. Uh, but again, again. Playing on the field matters to these kids. It's not about LSU at this point. We have seen what happens when kids play on the field. And look, Jalen Smith is another guy who played in the Orange Bowl that meant absolutely nothing, and he got drafted in the second round because he put it all on the line. Guy's knee knee was absolutely obliterated. I mean, and you still... I I, I don't know. I I thought I wanted to talk about the, the Saints, but still... (sighs) <sighs> strike three. Of course he strikes out. Of course Cranford strike. Or not, it's good Cranford. <clears throat> Guys, I know you're going to ask me about some pulmonary stuff. It Nothing's finalized. I, look, let me. I'm going to make this statement too. We've been talking about this for two weeks. I've been. I, I, let me solidify this. Go back to ep- two, episodes two weeks ago when we talked about pulmonary and that he's hinted about retirement. We talked about that all last week too. This is not breaking news. So if it's your first time hearing it, it's your first time seeing it, don't overreact. Don't freak out. There there has been that rumor. The other rumor is Florida head coach Kevin O'Sullivan. So looking at 
I, I need. I want to look a little bit more into Kevin O'Sullivan. I mean, <laughs> Jonathan Rifkin with just recruiting. He's on every day. Or maybe not every day, uh, but I think maybe Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, or Wednesdays with Ryan Leaf, who came on our show. Former uh, number two overall pick, Ryan Leaf. He says, apple juice. I swear to God, dude. Apple juice. <laughs> I'm not drinking on no Monday, man. Kenny says, Blake, you sound like Forrest Gump. Lieutenant Dad, ice cream. Kurt says, by the way, bowl games needed to go away and the FCS pl- and have the FCS playoff system. Kurt is a guy that played in the FCS. I somewhat agree. 32 teams is a lot, but... I, I don't know. I, I like the ball games myself. I mean, you can do that in the FCS. You can do that in the FCS. And look, it's always chalky. None of these teams in the you know the 32 seed or the 16 seed in the FCS is never making it to the national title. It's never happened. It's one of the top six seeds. Well, Blake, there's six, so let's move to six. All right. Well, but it still never happened. Rarely happens. It's normally the one. One, two, or three seeds that are getting in. So they're, these teams are getting to the playoffs. You can look it up. I mean, it's it's chalky as always. College football is chalky, whether it be FCS, high school football. I mean, it's always chalky. Always chalky. Ryan Thibodeau says, I get my dog, I'll get my dog to subscribe to AYS Sports on YouTube. Okay, well, get your dog to subscribe. Uh, get everybody to subscribe. Did Matthew Beck just go up to bat? And he popped out. Did that just really happen? Good for Matthew Beck, man. Guys, I mean, he's done with his career at LSU. Good for Matthew Beck. Man, I wonder if he would have... What if he would have had a Todd Peterson moment? What if he would... Todd, 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 Todd. Remember when Todd Peterson... Wasn't it South Carolina? He hit that frozen rope off the... Off the uh, uh, off the off the fence. Brandon Reese says, I'm starting to think maybe Georgia has probably reached their peak under Kirby. I'm not gonna say that. I mean, I think they're gonna win the East again. I mean, guys, here's a, here's another here's another thing that I think that people need to How do I want to say this? How do I want to say this? Guys, look how long it took LSU to beat Alabama. I mean, look, it's what it is. They're probably going to win the East. They have a competent, more than competent quarterback in JT Daniels. And I think that they win the East. Give me a thumbs up in the chat if you think Georgia wins the East. Or give me a thumbs down if you think that they don't. I mean, they're going to win the East. I, I, I get people don't like Kirby. I really don't like bowl cut either. I mean, my man's got a bowl cut. Uh... I get what you guys are saying. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not... If And, and this is... <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Craig Schilling says, I hit bombs. I hit nukes. I hit nukes. Beck singled to right. Dang, bro. I wasn't even paying attention. Damn it. I need to pay attention. Everybody saying, look at Beck at the base hit. Damn it, I should have paid attention. Doggone it. Uh, 
Uh, Ryan Tito says J- Kobe Stevens wasn't a six or seven rounder. I don't agree with that, honestly, Ryan. Um, I don't agree with that. I look. I think that his play on the field solidified his draft status, like where he should have been. I mean, there's only really one position you can play him, and he's an undersized linebacker. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. A linebacker that's shown that sometimes he doesn't like to hit. <laughs> Ryan Timmer says pink and purple, uh, pink and purple, uh, pink and purple polka dotted shirt, a player. Did I, didn't I say that one time when I was drinking a little bit? Uh, Kenny says blank sounds. Oh, we saw, we saw that one. We saw that one. Ryan also says NFL benefited from the wealth of uh, from the late, late rounds. I agree with that. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll continue to talk, take your comments, do some live reactions, uh, or live comments. As LSU going to be making a pitch and change. But let's do this. Let's get over to some sponsors, pay some bills. We'll be right back. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention this show, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. Again, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, call him today to get uh, get a better deal and save some money and get some money back in your pocket. Again, 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, since you own by and our good friends over at the Drake Law Firm, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate and successions. There's absolutely nothing that the Drake Law Firm cannot do for you today. Go see them. Go see them at uh, downtown Pontchartilla today. Again, that's a Drake Law Firm, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate and successions. They know and we know that they'll do everything great for you. Go see them today. All right. I was getting distracted. I saw a good, I saw a friend, Jake Lips, uh, is his name. He's at the LSU baseball game. They had him on the big screen, which made me kind of giggle a little bit. Uh, TJ says yes. Craig Schilling says yes. Wesley Nettle says yes. Ryan Thibodeau says yes. Todd says yes. Mark says no about Georgia winning the East. Okay, so then who do you guys have winning the East? If it's not Georgia, then who's going to win it? It's not. I don't think it will be Florida. Uh, they got a lot to replace. I mean, on paper, it should be Georgia, right? Like, it, it should be Georgia. I don't think Kentucky has the talent. Uh, who else is in the East that could challenge? Tennessee's a train wreck. Uh, South Carolina's a train wreck. Uh, I mean, really, guys, the East is going to be kind of gonna be kind of easy. So, we'll see. I mean, we'll wait and see with that with the season how the season transfo- uh, transpires, but we'll see. Uh, Josh says Kentucky to win the East. Nah, Mm-mm. not gonna happen. Uh, Darren Jackson says the East is Georgia's to lose. It is that it is Georgia's to lose. It's definitely Georgia's to lose. And I just don't see a scenario where. Uh, well, I do see a scenario. I mean, if Florida could catch fire, any one of these teams could catch fire, but it's usually always going to be two teams. It's going to be Florida. It's going to be Georgia. Really kind of like it is out of the West. It's going to be Alabama or LSU. 
doesn't really matter. Uh, Jacob Cole says, I feel like an 18 playoff works best. That way, if an undefeated Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, et cetera, drops a game late in the season, they still can uh, they still can get in without knocking off deserving teams. But isn't that kind of what makes uh, college football the best? It's like every game means so much, so if a team loses, it doesn't really matter. Kind of like, you know, if the Saints lose the regular season, yeah, does it, does it matter? Yeah, but does it really? Not really. You know, so, I mean, I see some people. I mean, Kyle said Mizzou. It ain't Mizzou, dog. It ain't Mizzou. Uh, Darren says nobody in the East uh, to challenge UGA in 2021, especially not with JT Daniels. I mean, guys, JT Daniels is probably the best quarterback in the SEC returning. I don't, and I don't think that that's a. Uh, you know, I know that we could probably talk about Max Johnson, but Max is really kind of battling out for position, and JT Daniels is a full, full-blown full starter who's done really good things. So, we'll see. We'll see. TJ says, I retweeted his base hit and tagged you in on the Twitter machine. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go look at that. I turn off Twitter during the show because people will be blowing me up. Hey, Blake, you're an idiot. <laughs> I appreciate you tagging me. Look at Matt Beck. Just raking. Raking. Dude can't run, but look at that rake. I just hit your retweet there, TJ. Uh, Kenny says on Facebook, Blake, being a former offensive lineman player, do you feel LSU has to do better at recruiting, developing offensive line position? I feel it's holding LSU back and still position of talent will always be there. Um... Uh, here, here. That's a good question, Kenny. Number one, I think that they have developed guys really well. I mean, <laughs> you have Sadiq Charles that got drafted last season. Since James Craig's been here, Sadiq Charles, uh, Adrian McGee. Uh, I mean, he did get picked up by a team. Lloyd Cushenberry, Damian Lewis. Uh, I mean, Deculus. I mean, look. I think that they and Ed Ingram's going to get drafted. Austin Deculus is going to get drafted. Liam Shanahan's more than likely going to get drafted. I mean, I think that they've done a good job at developing. I think the one problem that LSU fans have is they see a guy like Cardo Thomas who hasn't developed, but what we don't do is the game's over. Okay, Vetmeyer closes it out. So LSU will win 10-2 to over Southern. That was a quick game. It was, uh, well, two and a half hours. Not too bad. So LSU's going to win 10-2. Uh, to two. Matthew Beck with a with a probably he he he's a player of the game no doubt no doubt Matthew Beck's a player of the game. Uh, I think from a recruiting standpoint, it's very difficult when your when your state doesn't produce the type of athletes that LSU would need to go out and recruit offensively. I think that now that you've seen that when you have a Will Campbell, you have a uh, the borderline kid, you have Emory Jones, who I know is not technically committed, but he's more than likely coming to LSU. You have the kid in Mobile who's got Louisiana ties and LSU ties. I think that that helps more than anything because these teams like in Texas, A&M, Texas teams like that, they have guys in their state that are big offensive linemen that they can go out and get. So... For, I, it's it's a really hard being an offensive line coach at LSU is very difficult, like very 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 difficult. So I'm not going to. Uh, I think that they need to develop in some areas to get a little better. 
Uh, I think the running game has got to get a lot better. I think that they're. I, I just think that sometimes they can play slow, like they don't know what they're doing. So yeah, there are some things that they need to uh, get better at. But I, I think they've done pretty well. I mean, look at the very, very end of the day. Pro football. I mean, that pro football focus. SEC stat uh, stat cat said that no other quarterback that started three games had more time in the pocket to throw than Miles Brennan. So we'll see. Uh, Jess Newbill on Facebook Live says, what do you think the offense looks like back to Brady's calls? Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. I think uh, uh, Jake Peets will incorporate some of the things that he does, and uh, we'll go from there. I think that you'll you'll see some snaps under center, which is not a big deal. Everybody freaks out. Oh, my God, we're under center. Don't, don't freak out about that. Don't freak out about that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Josh says, agree to 18s in the playoffs because teams that lose early in the year are favored over those that lose late. <sighs> yeah, maybe, but I just don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Stefan says, just getting a chance to check in. Sweet lid, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all like that lid? Thank you. Uh, Brandon says, where do you rank Coach O among, act, among college football coaches? I say he's top five considering he's only uh, one of the five current coaches with a title on his resume. Uh, let me see. I mean, that Brandon, you asked me these questions, man. And I hadn't even thought about them. I, and I don't want to go out here and start spitballing because people but like, Blake said that Ed, what you know. I can't do that when I'm on this platform because, you know, you might be able to ask a question, but they'll, you know, they'll obliterate me. Uh, let me think. I mean, Nick, Dabo. Huh. See, I can't do that right now. I, Brandon, ask me later on in the week. Maybe we can do a segment on it. But don't ask me right now. I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, Kurt says, great QB play can mask bad offensive line play. Yeah, but you guys got to – here's what the biggest misconception is about offensive line play. And people say, oh, Joe Burrow did this. Oh, Joe Burrow did that. Go back and watch those games and how many times Joe Burrow sat in the pocket. Like, we remember what he did against Georgia, what he did a couple of times scrambling out in the pocket. I get it. I get it. But go back and so if Joe Burrow does that twice a game, twice, and he has 45 passing attempts, so that means to tell me that 43 other passing attempts, 43, that means that he did not get, you know, he had good enough time to get the ball to his wide receivers. Guys, Clyde Erigelaire shows you how dominant an offensive line was in 2019. Clyde did some good things, let's not get that twisted. But go look at the push that that O-line got in 2019. Guys, and let me throw this out there too. You know how you can tell good good and bad offensive line play? Go watch the Super Bowl, okay? Go watch the Super Bowl when um, Pat Mahomes has two offensive linemen out. Go watch that. They... Tampa Bay made Pat Mahomes not look just exce- not look exceptional like he always is. They made that man look average, average. And I'm be- I feel like I'm being nice by saying he looked average. So 
when you're talking about offensive line play, guys, we were always taught, even in a five-strip drop back, okay, three seconds, the ball's out. Three seconds, the ball's out. When you start holding the ball longer than three seconds, which Miles Brennan did, okay, last season, then you have problems. I mean, now go look at the D-line. Go look at LSU's D-line and the push that they get. I mean, you've got guys like Glenn Logan. you got guys like Neil Farrell Jr. you got guys like Mason Smith who's there. you got Jaqueline Roy. you got B.J. Ojolari. Offensive line is not, is not, high, is, is, is taught. You know, I, I even do some, some clinics sometimes and teach kids uh, how, to, how to, you know, do a pass block, how to run block as being a former all-line guy. It is not a will, a really well uh, 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 taught craft these days. It's just not. It's just not. Let's see. Uh, Kenny says, true about Ole Miss. A&M losing mind will be big for them. Yeah, I agree. Vic says, the national media is sleeping on LSU's uh, coordinators, hires, and still don't respect Coach O to win the title. I agree with that. Uh, Jess says, Brady was was real good at playing to the offensive strengths. Offensive line was good. Yeah, they were good. They won the Joe Moore Award. Well, Blake, that's on Burrow. Bullshit, it's on Burrow. Y'all better stop saying that. Because he scrambled around a couple times and made a good a good place. That's what Heisman quarterbacks do. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Go watch what the man did. Go watch the push. Go watch the O-line get to the second level. Go watch that Florida game. Go watch the Alabama game. Stop saying that Joe Burrow saved all-line play. Did he do a lot of great shit? Absolutely. Not going to take anything away from Joe Burrow. But, guys, when a, when an individual does not have O-line play, they, they a quarterback will look average. Ask Pat Mahomes. Ask Pat Mahomes why he's retweeting the Kansas City Chief when, Chiefs when they draft an offensive lineman. He's like, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. I'd rather that O-lineman than that wide receiver. I'll go to somebody. Protect my ass. All right, a couple more. We're going to get out of here. Uh, very quickly. There's a reason, and Ryan brings this up, so I'm going to bring this up. He says the trenches will win more games than not. There's a reason why people say you win or lose in the trenches. Neil Farrell, senior. Hey, Mr. Neil, how you doing? Send us some stars. I greatly appreciate that. And he says, go Tigers. Thanks, my friend. We appreciate that. Uh, Jacob Cole says, I think our first team O-line will play well. I'm concerned about our depth. Uh, Coach O mentioned multiple times about the second team. Yeah, I'm a, I'd be a little concerned. A little, not too much. A little. I think they'll be all right. They'll be all right. Richard says, thoughts on Ian Book? Not surprised. Uh, look, I feel like Ian Book's being trashed because he's a Notre Dame quarterback. Uh People have been out there saying that Ian Book hasn't done anything good. You're right. He just wasn't the starting quarterback for a playoff team. I mean, he's really good with his feet. He has made quick decisions. Uh, the Saints have done good with quarterbacks with a birthmark on their face. Ian Book's got one. Drew Brees had one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like to pick, you know, Mike Dettelier, to his credit, Mike Dettelier came on this show a month ago. Was it a month ago? month and a half ago. Uh, and said that the Saints are going to draft Ian Book in the fourth round. Boom. They draft the book in the fourth round. You got to give him credit uh, for that. Um, 
I like it. I think you look. Look, I think he's a good, he's a developmental guy. He's not a guy that I think that you start with. I mean, maybe he feels like a Taysom Hill role if you can get him there. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, one more. We'll get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Uh, Mo Funky on YouTube says passes the birthmark test. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, I mean, the man's got a birthmark on his face. The last guy that had a birthmark on his face that played quarterback in the state of Louisiana, GOAT status. You behind LSU wins 10-2. Dog, we talked about that like seven minutes ago. <laughs> you might be a little high, bro, behind, brother. Yeah, uh, Kurt, you might be a little behind, my man. Yeah, we mentioned that like five or ten, five or ten minutes ago. Same Blake time, same Blake channel. Sis, uh, Kenny, let's see, two more, and we'll get. We got to get out of here. Jess says, "What do you think about people saying the Saints hate drafting LSU players? It feels that way. You know, I mean, I don't want to say hate. It feels that way. I mean, look, you. I mean, Pat, Pete Warner, man. I mean, come on." Sean's petty, dog. Sean's petty as shit. I mean, you should you drafted a, a linebacker in the second round from Ohio State when you could have easily. Uh, Kurt, I have no idea what you're talking about. Nine three ten two. Oh, I, I, I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. Uh, oh, you behind LSU wins to. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. No idea. Um, but yes. Uh, Mo Funky says his arm is nice. He's accurate too. Yeah, he was actually what sixty-five to sixty-eight percent, I think. And look, he did good against Alabama. I mean, he was under pressure all night long. He extended plays. I mean, go back and watch that game. Here's what people don't want to listen to. Okay, I know we all hate Notre Dame. All right, I, I want to throw this out there. The only the team that challenged Alabama the most last season was Notre Dame because they were physical up front. And they and let's be a little honest here. Uh oh, Kurt says replying to people. Blake, my bad, Kurt. My bad. I thought you were replying to me. I'm like, Kurt, what you talking about, bro? Um, but they push people around. They push people around. So I think Ian Book is a is a guy that can come in, make the team, maybe, uh, be a backup. He might be that third quarterback that gets on there because you want Taysom to do what he does. And in an emergency situation, Ian Book comes in. Um, but I was told that he was a really – I mean, Mike Tillier, again, came on this show and talked about how smart he was on the drawing board. <laughs> and as we're going to end the show on this, when Josh Bedwell says, Ian Book is a jabroni. He's a pie-eating jabroni. <laughs> I like it, Josh. I like it. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. We will see you all tomorrow. Uh, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. You guys have a good night. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.